Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Five months have passed since Hamas brutally attacked Israel, launching a vicious war for Israel's very survival. As Israel fights for her existence, so many people around the world, even in America, Israel's greatest ally, have turned their backs on the Israeli people right when they need friends the most. Friends like us. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews is on the ground in Israel, delivering critically needed emergency supplies to those suffering right now. There is an immediate need for essentials like food, medicine, and emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering Jews. Many cannot return to their homes because of rocket fire in the north from Hezbollah. Israel is in desperate need, and that's why I'm partnering with the fellowship today. Every donation is urgently needed. To give to IFCJ, visit supportifcj.org. That's one word, supportifcj.org. Your gift will be matched to double in impact and help provide twice the support. Support ifcj.org. God bless and thank you. My days working and taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy. Search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. Offense. What is it? Are we playing it yet? Maybe you think we are. We're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about the climate change, death cultists, and so much more coming up on I'm Right. Offense. Playing offense. Do we know what it is? Now, I'm not, I'm not insulting your intelligence. Right? I'm insulting mine, but I'm not insulting yours. Just, just hear me out here. We are anti-communists. Here on I'm Right, that's what we are. We're anti-communists. We're not Republicans. We're not libertarians, not nationalists, not conservatives. Anti-communists. Why? Why anti-communists? Because nothing matters until these people are stopped. Nothing. 
doesn't matter what you say. Well, I think this about this role of government or this role of this. Or that. I'm a more of a libertarian. I'm more of a nationalist. I'm more of a traditional conservative. You're all going to be eaten, all of you, by the communists. Stop them first, and then we'll deal with our differences. Anti-communism is all that matters, because if these people win, we're finished. So we talk about playing offense against the communists, right, and how the right has to change its mentality and play offense. But do you think we're playing any offense right now? Are you under the impression that anyone anywhere is playing offense right now? And maybe, maybe you're right now saying, yes, Jesse, uh, Ron DeSantis is. Ron DeSantis is playing offense. Okay, all right. I like Ron DeSantis. I'm extremely impressed by Ron DeSantis, actually. It's been in the news. Ron DeSantis is blasting away at Disney. Disney went after Ron DeSantis. He returned fire, taking away tax status. The DeSantis versus, DeSis versus Disney. That's hard to get that out, actually, the first time. The DeSantis versus Disney fight has been in the news. And you like it, and I like it. I'm not complaining about it, by the way. You like it, and I like it. And we say, yeah, fight back, offense. But I, I think it's important we talk about this. That's not offense. That's not offense. And hear me out here. I think about this every time we see a new ban on this or a ban on that, which I'm for. Hey, get these, these pornographic books are in the school's library. Ban them. Get them out. Good, good. We should. Hey, drag shows for children. Somebody ban these. Good, we should. I, again, I'm not complaining. That's not offense. I want you to think about this for a moment. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about you and your 10 friends. You and 10 of your friends, you're going to line up with shields at, a, at the 50-yard line of a football field. All right? You have shields, you and your 10 buddies. Me and my 10 buddies, we are also going to line up opposite of you on that 50-yard line with our shields. All right? And we're going to smash into each other. And the goal is to push your guy, your opponent, into the end zone. It's like a football game, right? But just, for, for, just stay with me for a second. Now, if we are being pushed this way, if all of a sudden there is something that exists now that didn't exist before, that means they have been playing offense. We didn't have books about why you should become a transsexual communist in my school when I was a child. I bet you didn't have that either. This is something new. We didn't have child drag shows when I was a child. This is something new. This is them pushing us on our side of the field. Now, if we stop them, and we should, if we, if we dig in our heels and we ban it, we stop it, no more of this. We did a good thing, right? I want to stress this. That's a good thing. But that's not offense. That's just the start of playing defense. We're still over here on our side of the field. Here's the 50-yard line. We're busy just trying to stop their gains. It's necessary to stop their gains. I don't want to, I don't want to poo poo any of the things we're getting done right now. This is a good healthy thing we're doing. It is. But we can't be under the impression, as we work on changing our mentality, we can't be under the impression 
that what we're doing currently is offense because it's not. It's not. We are just barely beginning to play defense. And I, and I bring this up, because, not, not to dishearten you in any way. I want you to feel good. You are here. I am here. We are here for the beginning of the fight back. We have just, honestly, just been letting them run over us. We're just starting to dig in our heels and say, no, no more of this. No more filth. No more craziness. No more going after the kids. We're just beginning that. So this is a good thing. Feel good about it. But don't think that that is offense. That's not offense. They're still way on our side of the 50-yard line. Way on our side. And you know how you can tell? Here's how you can tell. You can tell because you and I, I'm blaming myself too, we are conditioned by years of being more traditional conservatives, conservatism. And so we think certain things are fighting back that actually aren't fighting back. Here's an example for you. This gun rights, gun grab, gun rights, gun grabbing dork David Hogg, who's still out there pretending like he survived a school shooting when he wasn't anywhere close to the school shooting. He since then has parlayed that communist activism into getting into Harvard. He went out there the other day and he said this. You have no right to a gun. You are not a militia. When you're talking about your Second Amendment rights, you're talking about states' rights to have what is today the National Guard, the modern blah, blah, blah. Okay, he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And so in response to that, Florida, and other states have already done this, by the way, so I want to credit those states first. Florida's talking about constitutional carry. Here's Heavy D. Constitutional carry, which I know is working its way through the system. This is this is awesome. This would be another state to add. Uh, tell me about this because you would you sign this so if it makes it to your desk, you will sign this. Oh no, of course. So when I was running 18, Dana, remember because you were down in Florida for Parkland in the aftermath, and they passed a, a significant gun control. I was a candidate and I said I would have vetoed that because I think it violated Second Amendment and Fifth Amendment due process rights. That was not necessarily an easy position to take at the time because people were understandably upset. There was a desire to just do something. But my view is, is constitutional rights don't mean much if in those difficult times you abandon them. And so I ran and got elected saying I would have vetoed that bill. At the same time, a lot of those members early on uh, had voted for it and there was not the appetite for them to do constitutional carry. So I worked with the current speaker last campaign. I said, he's committed. If we can get a big majority, this is going to get done. So it will get done. And there's 25 states uh, that allow you to carry, don't require the per permission slip. Florida will make a majority of the states uh, that have constitutional carry. Okay. Is that offense? Like, this is not an insult on heavy D. Not an insult on constitutional carry. I'm glad they're moving forward. I'm glad they're doing it. Do you think that's offense? It's not. You already have a right under the Second Amendment to carry your weapon. That's defense. Encoding something into law, enshrining something into law to stop them from encroaching any more on your rights. When's the last time you saw offense when it came to gun rights. Okay, so let's do this really quickly as we wrap this up here because we've got a long way to go. What is offense? Like for gun rights, what would offense be? 
do you actually want to play offense? You know what offense would be for gun rights? You owning a fully automatic weapon? When's the last major GOP figure you saw in this nation, anyone, anyone, propose that you be allowed to own a fully automatic weapon? You know you should be allowed to do that, right? Why? Because the government has it, and the Second Amendment is there just in case you have to fight the government. That's why it's there. It's not about hunting deer. It's not about your self-protection. It's about fighting the government if you have to, if it becomes despotic. You should be able to have fully automatic weapons. When's the last time you heard a single Republican try to put those back in your hands? We're not playing offense yet. Again, I didn't want this to bring you down. I just wanted this to wake everybody up. We are at the beginning of playing defense. The beginning. Ban this. Stop that. Hold up. Dig your feet in. That's great. That's necessary. Got to dig in before you can start pushing back. It's also not offense. All right? All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. I will leave you with this one little quote, all right? Just one little quote, because maybe all this has made you uncomfortable, as we just said. Very, very uncomfortable. You've heard of Alexander Solzhenitsyn. You probably have heard the name. Just know that he was somebody who lived under the Soviet Union, spent time, a lot of it, in the Soviet gulag system, wrote that famous book, Gulag Archipelago about his time under communism. This is a human being who saw the final form. This is a human being who lived under the direction we are going quickly. And do you know what he said about communists? I'll tell you what he didn't say. I'm, I'm looking at his quote right here and I don't see anything about, huh. I don't see anything about live and let live. I don't see anything about that. I don't see anything about that's not who we are. I don't see anything about, but that's not in the Constitution. Do you see that in there? Man, I'm, I, know, I know I'm not wearing my glasses, but I don't see anything in there. You know what he said about dealing with communists? Read it. During my time in the camps, I had got to know the enemies of the human race quite, quite well. They respect the big fist and nothing else. The harder you slug them, the safer you'll be. Remember, we have a long way to go before we start taking back ground and marching our way back to the 50-yard line. We have a great show planned for you tonight. Before we get to that, before we get to the climate change nutters, before we get to our light in the mood, before we get to anything, let's get to the crappy timeshare you're stuck in. You know what? That wasn't fair. That wasn't fair. I'm sure it's a nice timeshare. I'm just ref referring to the fact you want to help. All right, it's crappy now that you're still paying annual fees, many of which have doubled you're still paying special assessments, but you don't use it. You want out, and you've tried to get out, and they're telling you, sorry, you're stuck in there for life, and you believe them, and now you're just stroking that check every single year. You don't have to do that anymore. You're one phone call away from freedom. One phone call away. Lone Star Transfer will get you out. You know how I know? Over 18,000 former timeshare owners know. They'll get you out legally. They'll get you out permanently. They've been doing this for a long, long time. There's a reason they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Call Lone Star Transfer today, 844-310-2646, or go to LoneStarTransfer.com. We'll be back. If, for example, this host on, on Fox decides to play only things that indicate uh, or allow him to 
blow up conspiracy theories. Oh, look, that looks like a Fed. Oh, look, it looks like someone instigated this. Oh, look, there's an hour of people doing nothing peacefully. Um, if that keeps going forward and it's ginned up into the notion that all the prosecutions are witch hunts against people uh, for, who were violent January 6th, that it could really pose a danger and a threat in terms of violence. They are not uh, known for presenting facts. Uh, they're known for playing with them and often uh, dispersing propaganda, and in this case, conspiracy theories. That's extremely dangerous. Look, I understand why the other media are asking for the same thing. The truth is, this doesn't belong in the public domain for anybody. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy hands him more than 40,000 hours of Capitol security footage from the January 6th election. Man, that sounds scary. Imagine... Think what you could do if you took all this video footage and then you just selectively pulled the parts of it you wanted the public to see out there and then that's what you put out there. Can you imagine like that? Can you imagine what would happen? Gosh, that'd be crazy. Julie Kelly's joining us now, the wonderful Julie Kelly, author of the book January 6th, who's been all over this stuff a long time before anyone else was. Julie, just imagine this frightening world where they only release some of the videotape to manipulate the public. Wouldn't that be crazy? It would just be horrible. I mean, that would not be a truth-finding mission or telling the American people exactly what happened at a domestic terror event. I mean, I can't even conceive of what that would look like. Maybe a special Yes. Oh, yeah. You know what, Julie? Obviously, we're being very tongue-in-cheek there. That's what these people have been doing for two years. But something that's gotten lost, now it hasn't got lost with you, you've been all over this, and I applaud you for it, is that while you and I talk about this on the radio, you write about it, you wrote a book about it, and that's all wonderful, real lives have been affected and destroyed by this limited release of evidence. No, you can't see this. No, don't look behind that door. No, don't, you only look behind this door. Talk about that. Talk about what has happened at the trials and do we have any updates on that? So it's important to recall, and you know this, that originally the government told uh, the public and told defense attorneys that they had 14,000 hours of surveillance video. Now, Jesse, that only covered the time period between noon and eight o'clock on January 6th. What this bigger trove includes is the entire 24 hour period. The government, this DOJ has fought defendants who wanted to see what was happening in and outside the Capitol before that time period. And DOJ has basically said, no, you are only going to see the surveillance video that relates to your specific case. So it's not just the January 6th committee or media who have been cherry picking from this massive trove of video. More outrageously, it is government prosecutors with the full complicity of federal judges who are allowed not only to pick, cherry pick from this trove of footage, also keep it under protective orders. So not only the public can't see it, but defendants have to sign a protection order that uh, that has very strict guidance in terms of how they can see the evidence against them. I really applaud Kevin McCarthy, Barry Loudermilk, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, who have fought not just to get this to the American public, but more importantly, 
potentially exculpatory evidence to defendants, to your point, whose lives have been destroyed. We already have hundreds of people who have taken plea deals or been convicted by a judge or, or a jury, and they don't even have all the evidence yet. This is such a travesty of justice, and I really think that House Republicans should be commended because this is a very courageous step for transparency, truth, and justice. It's, it is true, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe Julie Kelly said this, but Kevin McCarthy has actually been a good speaker so far. I, I did not see that coming, but so far, I realize it's early. It's been about 15 minutes, but so far, I'm impressed, and it's very difficult to impress me. All right, Julie, what... There's 40,000 hours here. You know more about this stuff, the ins and the outs, than anyone I know. What do we think we're going to see? They clearly were covering something up. You don't have the most dangerous insurrection since the Civil War and then hide all the videotape unless you're hiding it for a reason. What do we think we're going to see? Well, I think Frank Fagulzi, Fagulzi who is the first um, person there on MSNBC, who is obviously very fearful about what the surveillance video could show. Yes, you are going to see people peacefully walking around the Capitol, respectfully walking around the Capitol. You're going to see Capitol Police officers allowing them in, chit-chatting with them. The flip side, Jesse, the American people are going to see police brutality at a level that they have not seen in decades. This is specifically the DC Metro Police Force who showed up that day at one o'clock like armed stormtroopers in full riot gear, started attacking the crowd outside, beat women inside, uh, probably contributed or caused the death of Roseanne Boylan, but also beat other women inside of that tunnel. You saw cops shoving, pushing, swearing, screaming at Americans in a public building for no reason. Um, they were out of control. And that's what a lot of the narrative protectors are afraid of. And yes, Frank Fugolzi, we may also identify federal informants and undercover agents because we know for a fact that they were there that day. That is the information that's coming out at on at trial. And so um, oh. that's why you see the media so nervous about what Tucker Carlson and others after this is uh, uh, made available, especially defense attorneys, what this video will show. Julie, tell us about Matthew Perna. So Matthew Perna is a 37-year-old man from Pennsylvania. He went to the Capitol. He went to Trump's speech, went to the Capitol that day. He was outside the building. He did not carry a weapon. He did not assault a police officer. He didn't vandalize anything. He left. He, I believe he was in the building for about 20 minutes on the east side where the doors had been opened. Um, he went back, made a video, went home. At that point, from January 6, 2021 onward, his life was utterly destroyed. He turned himself into the FBI after he realized you know, what was happening, that this was considered a crime scene. He cooperated with the government. Um, and finally, in December of 2021, he pleaded guilty to four misdemeanors and a felony obstruction charge, thinking he could go on with his life. His girlfriend left him. He lost his business. He was alienated by his community. He didn't even want to leave his own home. This is a college graduate who ran a successful business, a patriotic American, who traveled the world to teach English to children in other countries. He pleaded guilty, thinking he would spend maybe a few weeks, a month or so in prison. The government came back, Matthew Graves' office, the DC US attorney, instructed his uh, Matthew's defense attorney that he could serve years in prison. 
On February 25th of 2022, last year, Matthew Perna could take no more. He hanged himself in his garage uh, to end the government's torture against him and his family. He is one of at least three men charged in the January 6th uh, investigation who have taken their lives. And I'll tell you, Jesse, after I reported on Matthew's story, the toughest story I've ever uh, covered with January 6th, what's even more uh, sad, infuriating, heartbreaking, is I heard from so many January 6th defendants who said they had considered doing the same thing because they are considered traitors and domestic terrorists by their government, their neighbors, and even their family members. Um, and so, you know, Matthew should not have, his death, his suicide was unjustified, but I don't think he died in vain, Jesse, because I think it was a real turning point for the American people and even some in the media to come to terms with what this DOJ and federal judges in DC were doing to American citizens. Julie Kelly, you were the best. Talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Jesse. Extremism. Love to hear that word. They love to use that word. Of course, it's always referring to you and your values and your freedoms and your guns. Let's talk about their extremism a little bit, the climate change death cults. We'll talk about that in a moment. Before we talk about that, let's talk about, oh, I don't know, the horrible recession that's coming. Sorry. I don't take any pleasure in t telling you that. You know it already. You see it. You see the information that's out there. You see the interest rates, savings at an all-time low, credit card debt at an all-time high, the major financial institutions, all of them giving quotes to the media about what's coming. Why do you think people are laying off, major employers laying off thousands and thousands of employees? That's what's called battening down the hatches for what's coming. So what are you going to do? You can't do anything about it except make sure you don't lose everything. We've some gold and silver into your 401k and IRA. Did I tell you to buy a sea of gold and go swimming in it? Like that one, who was that? That duck guy on the cartoons. No, I didn't. Oxford Gold, super laid back, super easy to work with. They will work with you to make sure you have raised the floor in how much you and I are going to lose in this recession. You busted your butt your whole life for that money, man. Don't give it back just because these pieces of trash have ruined it. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. I promise they will take care of you. Man, I love these people. 833-995-GOLD, all right? Oxford Gold Group. We'll be back. Is that messaging calling Republicans extremists enough or do democrats need to do more than that we have to stop separating the gop from right-wing extremists i mean the party has morphed into one is it as obvious as it seems that domestic violent extremists are an important part of the voting coalition on the right i mean wh what is the structural impediment to pardoning the homeland against domestic violent extremism People like DeSantis, people like this judge, they are extremists. You almost have to admire how they numb us to their extremism. But can you be full-throated about the reality? Can you call out GOP extremism for what it is? I don't know. Can we be full-throated? 
Should we ask the vice president? Case Smythe is joining us now, friend of mine. You can find her outstanding work. She talks a lot about social decline at the Daily Caller, which, as you know, we love here. Kay, extremism. Ooh, it's pretty scary. There's a lot of it on the right. What are we going to do? I don't know. What are we going to do? Maybe just like hide under our beds and like ban loads of different books and just cry until someone saves us from the government. That's literally <laughs> what they're waiting for. It's hysterical to me, Jesse. These people are literally calling us extremists for wanting a certain degree of freedom in this country. What do we do? Okay. I feel like the weaponization of the bottom feeders on the left. I feel like it's being done intentionally. These media people and the politicians, you know, Nazi, white supremacists, extremists over and over and over again. And then you have this legion of jobless, lifeless losers on the bottom. Most of these people, violent, drug addicted, just crazy, not even fun drugs, just crazy nut jobs on the bottom. And that's why we have all this leftist violence in this country, because they watch clips like that and they think, man, I'm, I'm going to go fight Nazis. I mean, that's essentially what we're seeing in a nutshell. It's so, so refreshing to hear it put so simply, actually, Jesse. You know, I think there's, there's a real problem on the right of shying away from pointing a finger at the hypocrisy and the stupidity on the left. And it's something that actually really pushed me from being a pretty liberal socialist to being the conservative I am today. But um, to sort of answer your main question here, I think this divisiveness serves an overall kind of macro purpose, if you will. When you look at the absolute mismanagement of this planet, of our resources, of our relationship uh, with the rest of the world, that's exclusively been done by the left, not just under this administration, but many administrations beforehand, we're really not on a great course as a civilization and a species. We're sort of a, a real sort of breaking point in terms of our relationship with the world and with the natural world. And so I think it's really just a lot easier for those who, you know, the puppeteers, if you will, of the left, it's easier for them if we fight amongst ourselves than them having to come out and fight against us themselves, if that makes any sense. No, it does. It, it makes perfect sense. Hey, why do you call the government a Ponzi scheme when it's more of an organized crime family? But Ponzi scheme probably works. Why do you call it that? Well, no, I, I also refer to it as more of a cartel. And I want to, you know, stress this. I don't just mean the government here in the United States. I'm from the UK. I just happen to live in America. Um, and I think the same of the government out there. I think at this point, Jesse, most of my argument for this claim comes from essentially the amount the Americans are currently being taxed and the absolute minuscule return on those taxes. Whether we're looking at, you know, the rates of, say, how we pay firefighters in this country, all of our taxes should be going towards paying first responders. It should be towards these institutions that the left loves to sing and dance about. Um, but it doesn't. It goes to funding wars in other countries and ignoring problems here at home. And to be honest with you, I think there's so much corruption on the left when you look at the actual individual members that make up the Democratic Party that um, it just reminds me of a Ponzi scheme or a cartel, organized crime syndicate. I think they all work here. Okay, okay. You and I are going to have a personal talk here. I have a son who's getting into the world right now, and we were driving the other day. I was taking him to practice, and he started asking me about Britain, Great Britain, 
England, the UK. And he's asking me, what is the difference? Dad, I don't understand. Are they the same thing? And all I could do was tell him, no, they're not the same thing, but it's hard to explain and I don't fully understand it. So you're here. What country are you from? Is United Kingdom a country? Can you explain all this, please? Yes, I love this. I'm a geography graduate. I'm very proud of that. Um, and this is my bread and butter, if you will. Okay, so we've got the UK, so the United Kingdom, which is technically the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. And the UK, Great Britain, same thing, one long word. We just break them up into little words because it's a stupid long name. Um, <laughs> it's made up basically of four different countries. You've got England, which is the worst one. You've got Scotland, which is pretty good. Uh, you've got Northern Ireland, which again, also good. And then Wales, where I'm from, which is the best and also home to some of the oldest uh, cultures, if you will, that sort of span the archipelago. And it's an archipelago both in terms of the uh, physical geological makeup and the sort of social makeup of the island chain. It's kind of cool. Don't, I, I'm so boring, dude. Why would you ask me this? This is television. People are going to turn off when they listen to me talk about this, and I'm going to talk about it all day. No, 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 your accent makes it okay. Let's talk about the death cult. Jane Goodall was on camera. She said this a while ago, but it's making the rounds again. She had this to say. We cannot hide away from human population growth because, you know, it underlies so many of the other problems. All these things we talk about wouldn't be a problem if there, were, if there was the size of population that there was 500 years ago. Jane, I'm not a smart man, but I, that sounds a lot like she thinks the problems will be solved if we killed about six billion people. Do I have that right? I think that I think you absolutely nailed that there. Um, yeah, I think this is part of the normalized rhetoric now from these sort of globalist elites who are unelected, by the way, most of them. I don't know, Jesse, when you hear her talking like this, other than sort of the potential genocide of the entire population that she's talking about. Um, what kind of freaks me out a little bit about it, I don't know if you've noticed this, um, I've seen you report on so many different brilliant things that I think, I'm pretty sure I've heard you talk about it, but this idea that the left is pushing women now to disregard any kind of want for a family. Oh, of course. Uh, they, they, they... It, all of it between their stance on abortion, which now has gone from safe, legal, and rare to just massacre them all, to mocking any woman who chooses to have a family or mocking any woman who chooses to stay at home and maybe not pursue a career that she's looked at, looked down upon. I, I view this as something that's been going on for decades as them putting women down who want to consider that, trying to shame them into not reproducing because God knows more people on the planet would just kill Mother Gaia or whatever these hippie freaks call the earth. Absolutely. And obviously, you know, none of the science um, is in place to back up any of the claims that we need mass depopulation to better manage our relationship with the natural world. Actually, what we need is far less globalization and far more localization in terms of our social structure. And we'd be absolutely fine. Um, but, you know, these kind of logical solutions to, you know, kind of real problems. We are really exploiting the planet right now. Um, through our total mismanagement and through sort of this mass greed um, of pretty much everything, let's be honest. 
Um, but Jesse, I actually have a crazy story for you that I don't think, I think there's actually an embargo for all journalists to talk about it at this point, and I'm not part of that embargo. Um, there is actually an Apple TV show coming out in the next month or so. It's called Extrapolations. You can look up the trailer for it. Uh, I managed to get a screener of the first couple of episodes of this thing, and Apple hate me. They always email me like, you know, let's talk about this stuff. And I'm like, uh, I'm not part of your rules. I was given this screener. It was a gift. Um, I'm going to talk about it. This entire show is the... It's like if you could vomit woke leftist rhetoric into a script that completely defines this absolute crap hypothesis on how the world ends. It's essentially that. I'm talking like Helen Mirren, I think, or maybe it was Meryl Streep, voices uh, the last ever humpback whale. Um, we can talk to whales in this show. Um, most of the planet is on fire. Um, the only bad guys throughout the entire thing are successful entrepreneurial white men. Um, and the list sort of goes on from there. So this is something that, you know, we see Jane Goodall talking about it, right, at the World Economic Forum. And then we have Hollywood trying to normalize it through their major entertainment structures. Like this, like with the propaganda is happening right now. The manipulation is happening right now. And unless we all stand up and say we don't want to see it anymore, it's going to keep happening. Well, well. I talk to whales all the time. I was in the elevator with a feminist this morning. Kay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jesse. This has been fun. Mm -hmm. Speaking of horrific women, let's talk about the wives of Washington and these power-hungry women who just apparently abuse their husbands. We'll get to that in a moment. Before we get to that, let's get to my dog. You know, I never wanted a dog. I grew up with dogs, I love dogs, but I enjoyed not having anything to take care of. If we wanna pack it up and drive out of town, to, uh, go, go rent a little lake cabin for a night. I like the freedom of doing that. But the boys, we have two boys, they wanted a dog and they wanted a dog and they wanted a dog, so we got our dog Fred. And of course, I would get the only dog in the planet that has anxiety, that vomits up every meal because of his anxiety, he gets ear infections all the time, and so he's just a full-time job. Thank you, Rough Greens, for making that full-time job easier. No, Rough Greens did not fix Fred's anxiety, and now he still whimpers whenever everyone isn't together, but he doesn't puke up his food anymore, and I don't remember the last time he got an ear infection because we pour Rough Greens on his food every single morning, and Fred all of a sudden gets all the nutrients, all natural, he gets all the nutrients he needs to be a little less high maintenance, even though he's still gonna run up to me when I get home and throw himself on me until I snuggle with him. Get a free jumpstart trial bag. Try this for your puppy. Try this for your dog. Your dog, you just might see a difference. Roughgreens.com slash Jesse, all right? Roughgreens.com slash Jesse. We'll be back. All right, we actually, man, we are how far into the show? And I'm almost embarrassed to say we haven't even, haven't even heard from the president yet. The president of the United States of America spoke and spoke about the plans for 2024. Here's the president. Is there any chance at this point that he's not going to run? Uh, 
Not in my book. <laughs> You're all for it. I'm all for it, of course. Of course. Of course, thank you, President Biden. Of course I'm all for it. Now, we haven't talked about this in a while, but can we just dwell on this for a brief moment? I'm not going to spend a long time on it. We've got all kinds of issues to get to. Can we dwell on how absolutely wretched that is of Jill Biden to allow this farce to continue? One, why are we hearing from Jill Biden? No one elected Jill Biden. Nobody. No Republican, Democrat, Independent, Green Party. Nobody elected Jill Biden. Why do I always hear comments and interviews from Jill Biden? You're the first lady. Pipe down and go read books to kindergarten kids. That's one. Two, how in the world can the wife of Joe Biden think it's appropriate that this human being is still out there in the public eye every single day? I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. And enjoy the reception which starts after the next performance that I'm about, that's about to be announced. Where's the All right, who's going to announce it? They're going to announce it? All right. I've actually announced it. It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for my country. And don't think, this, this is something we lose sight of. I forget about this sometimes, too. Remember, when the President of the United States of America speaks, it's not just you and me that watches it. It's not just us. Hey, text your buddies. The entire world watches it. And, man, this hurts. You know the whole world's been laughing at us since Joe Biden got elected? It, 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 hey, this is Australia. I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, oh, yes, no man has ever been better equipped to lead the United States and indeed all of the free world than the current commander-in-chief. We're in good hands, folks. <laughs> Gosh. Jill Biden is an elder abuser. And if she loved her husband, she'd step in and put a stop to this. But... You know, hey, it's a good life being first lady. Air Force One, baby. But hey, good news for Jill. There's finally some competition on who the biggest elder abuser in America is. John Fetterman, affectionately known as Senator Cucumber on this show, obviously can't speak. He's severely brain damaged from a stroke. Anybody who watched any footage of him at all prior to the election knows that to be a fact. He then gets elected to the majorly powerful position of United States Senator. He can't function. His brain is melting into goo, and he has to check himself into the hospital for severe depression. Now, it's not just that Gis Giselle Fetterman didn't step in and stop the campaign when her brain-damaged husband was dying out there. She actually attacked reporters, attacked reporters who said that John Fetterman can't speak at all. Now that Senator Cucumber is checked into a hospital with depression, scary, possibly life-ending depression, what did Giselle Fetterman do? Giselle Fetterman packed the kids up, 
And she's ziplining in Canada, baby! Went ziplining over the falls. And August got stuck. They're trying to rescue him now. Oh man, my husband, Mr. Cucumber's in the hospital. Zipline time! These women are freaking evil, man. Corella DeVille. All right, we're moving on. We're moving on. We have a great light in the mood. Now, before we get to the light in the mood, let's get to the fact that your home has smells. All homes do. I'm not judging your home. You keep a clean home. I have no doubt about that. But you have smells. I have smells. Food has smells. Pets have smells. That's why when someone walks into your home or when you walk into another home, it has a odor to it. You want that to go away? You know Eden Pure Thunderstorm will remove the odors from your home? This thing takes out cigarette smells. It doesn't cover it up. It's not the weird potpourri thing you have. This thing actually cleans your air, cleaning out viruses, molds, smells out of your air. I bought one to begin with, and I now own six of them. Six Eden Pure Thunderstorms. They're just glorious. They have $200 off a three-pack right now. Don't miss out on that. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Code JESSE gets you $200 off a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com, all right? We'll be back. A lot of people are under the mistaken impression that we don't respect the vice president on the show, that we don't respect Vice President Dome. And I'm telling you, nothing could be further from the truth. And you know how you know? Because I'm going to play you her own words as we lighten the mood here. Now, before we play you, the Vice President of the United States of America. Let's do talk about something serious really quickly here. Uh, it's hard to come back from combat. And I'm not some super stud, not one of these super warriors like we have out there. But I'll tell you, when I got back from Iraq, I wasn't in a good place. I used to, if you've watched the show for a while, you know this, I'm honest about this. I used to, when I got back, I got out of the Marine Corps shortly after. I used to go to my apartment, got an apartment by myself, didn't want to be around anybody. And when I wasn't at work, I would go turn off all the lights and close all the blinds and sit in the living room in a chair by myself and just drink beer in the dark. It's not in a good place. Very violent. I'm thinking about hurting people a lot. This, it's in a bad place. It's hard to come back from that and put yourself together. And I thank God I didn't have a family then. If I had to come home, wife, kids, I, I don't know how I would have done. These guys need help. Boulder Crest is helping them. Let's help Boulder Crest help these guys. This is a wonderful organization. Let's help. They're bringing these guys back. You can come out of it. By the grace of God, I came out of it. Go to bouldercrest.org, all right? Bouldercrest.org and help them. All right, enough of that. Out of respect Let's hear the Vice President of the United States of America. So I want to just now do a public service announcement, and I need all the leaders here to help me, okay? To check if you qualify for the ACP, look at your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> to check if you qualify, 
go to getinternet.gov. To check if you qualify, go to internet.gov. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, it's been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He had enlisted in the military after graduating high school. He left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son he would never meet. Thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps gold star and fallen first responder families as well as our nation's most catastrophically injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at t2t.org. That's t the number 2t.org. Never forget 9/11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Five months have passed since Hamas brutally attacked Israel, launching a vicious war for Israel's very survival. As Israel fights for her existence, so many people around the world, even in America, Israel's greatest ally, have turned their backs on the Israeli people right when they need friends the most. Friends like us. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews is on the ground in Israel, delivering critically needed emergency supplies to those suffering right now. There is an immediate need for essentials like food, medicine, and emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering Jews. Many cannot return to their homes because of rocket fire in the north from Hezbollah. Israel is in desperate need and that's why I'm partnering with the fellowship today. Every donation is urgently needed. To give to IFCJ, visit supportifcj.org. That's one word supportifcj.org. Your gift will be matched to double in impact and help provide twice the support. Supportifcj.org. God bless and thank you. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. It's time for you to join half a million people in doing what? Well, doing something cool. Get a Burna Less Lethal Pistol. That's Burna, B-Y-R-N-A. It fires powerful ammunition, tear gas, kinetic ammo, incapacitates an attacker for 30, 40 minutes. Having a less lethal option is crucial. It's legal in all 50 states. No background checks are required. They ship it right to your door. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Jesse gets you an exclusive 10% discount.